Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Tech True Blazers Podcast. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. That's right, guys. Yeah, remember we told you that our next episode will be a really special one. And yes, it's really special actually. Mm-hmm. Because this week we are celebrating customer service week globally. My name is Michael Adelaja and I am your host for today. And I am not alone. I have my co-host with me. The beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello guys, my name is Okafor Ruth. And um, on today's episode, we'll be discussing something really special with you guys. Yeah, something really we special. believe, a topic we believe you would all be very interested in. And that's because it's something that relates to everyone. Whether big or small, mm-hmm. rich or poor, whether you are into tech or not. Our episode for today is titled, come on now, Michael, drum rolls, come on. <laughs> Our episode for today is titled, Redefining Service with Tech. So, how do you think technology can be used in redefining customer service? That's what this episode is all about. Customer service, as we know, is like um, the new marketing it is what differentiates one business from the other, right? And then being yeah. a key differentiator, businesses nowadays are fast embracing technology and providing excellent services to their customers. Yeah, exactly. As regards providing excellent services, you realize that the banking sector has changed a lot over the years. Yeah. There was a time when um, you had to spend hours in banking just hmm. to transfer money, open an account. But now from your home or from your mobile phone, you can just open an account. With just a tap. I mean, a tap and you're, you're done. And you can send money to somebody and the person receives in seconds. Mm-hmm. So a lot has changed through technology. And that's what we want to discuss today, how technology is redefining service. And also, we see the food sector, sector today, rather. You see how that um, people now can order their groceries, order their foods, order their meals online. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you don't, it's going to be the days when you have to go and spend hours in the market. Or go and be fighting with all those market <laughs> women. Hey. I mean, but now you can just do those things from your home. That That's shows true. how more technology is making businesses to offer excellent services for their customers. Thank you, Michael. This is so true. So much has changed over the years, and that's thanks to the advent of technology or the application of technology in um, most of this day-to-day activities that we do. So joining us today to discuss the many possibilities that exist for businesses and individuals by leveraging technology is a reputable information and Microsoft services professional with over 20 years hands-on experience in the IT industry. And I'm talking about none other than Mr. Omonefe Edewo. Mr. Edeo, our listeners are keen on hearing from you. Um, I would like to say once again that we are really, really, really excited to have you join us 
um, on today's podcast episode. Um, we know you're a busy person and you made out time to come be with us. We are really appreciative of that. Before we get into things properly, so how do you feel today? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having uh-huh. me as well. <laughs> you guys, did you hear his voice? <laughs> All right, so please, could you introduce yourself? Um, our listeners are they are keen on hearing from you. They want to meet you properly, sir. All right, thank you very much. Like you said, my name is Adewo Monife. I've been a very um, active member of the IT space for quite a bit. Started doing IT about almost 20 years now. Um, been with a particular um, service required um, company for about 12, 12 years, which um, okay. I've been very, very close with Ashem for, for that time. And um, I've, I've seen tech, you know, change the space of work, of day-to-day lives. And mm. um, it's been a journey. And um, I've played in the service space. So I've done IT for non-IT companies. Okay. I haven't really done IT for IT spaces. So I've been an IT service provider in organizations mm. in my in my um in my career time so i still am because day to day i'm also trying to consume technology in all the spheres of life you know yeah wow wow that's that's really intriguing because you just said something to me now that has my radars up and i think um um i'd like to understand but what what does it feel like you know providing it services for non-it companies what's what's that like yeah, it's it's very pivotal to what you're discussing. Essentially, what that means is that I'm an internal service provider because when you actually um, are a member of an IT department for a company that actually isn't an IT company, essentially what you're doing is providing IT services, enabling services for the business. So whatever the business is, whether it's FMCG, whether it's oil and gas, whatever it is, you know, an IT department essentially is supposed to enable the business. So I have grown in my time i've grown from just being an it department that takes instructions that's seen as a cost center mm-hmm. to an enabler of businesses so you know and that that was a revolution in technology and like a lot of us like to say even in our day-to-day life we've seen how much payment services have actually done to our lives with the help of technology that's uh, true I, just before we went on you had mentioned um you know, people on atm i, I actually <laughs> When I opened my first bank account about <laughs> over 20 years ago, I remember to withdraw money from outside of my branch. That's we used to call queue. it um, no, no, not 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 just the queue. It was impossible. We, you, you open an account on Adenogusan. If you do not go to Adenogusan, you can't get your money. Wow. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> 1998, 99. I mean, that, that was an experience. Oh, wow. The very first time I withdrew outside my branch. You know, I had to pay, you know, like, uh, is it out of station or one, you know, charge from the bank. It was then, it was about four and something naira. Imagine 20 years ago wow, paying that's, that's four and lot. something naira to just withdraw from outside your branch. And lot. guess what? That was like a miracle because people that, my colleagues that were with me, like, how did you do that? What kind of <laughs> account do you have that you are able to take money from outside your branch? Because wow. at the time I was working for a company that provided radio services. Okay. And even that at that time when, you know, banks were trying to connect themselves, there were services that were not possible, you know, because reconciliations and all that, you know, were, were, were a big deal. But with tech, you know, revolution with a lot of consumerization of IT that we've seen over the yeah. years, you know, it's, it's changed the game from transportation to you know catering 
you know, to event management. You know, there's just so much that tech and um, take it or leave it. You know, Nigerians are huge consumers of any kind. <laughs> Even though we're not producing much of the tech from our country, mm -hmm. we're consuming and teaching the world how to consume most of the tech. Social media is dominated by Nigeria. You can imagine if maybe, you know, there's war in the world and like, okay, you know, every country hold your technology and you will not consume and no one from other countries will consume it. Social media would lose a lot of followership because we're just everywhere. This is the largest black nation in the world. And I imagine them being mostly consumers. Mm. It just tells you the kind of scale that we're in. That's you know, true. Yeah. That's true. You know, um, while you were talking, I just couldn't wrap my head around having to be unable to withdraw your your own money from yeah. your from your bank yeah. if it's not the same bank Absolutely. branch you opened from. Absolutely. That's that really that's really absurd <laughs> because <laughs> I can't. I, I just walk down the streets now and I see an ATM stand. I just put in my ATM card and I can't wrap my head around it. That's really unbelievable. You just said that um, technology is redefining all that we do including how services is rendered today. Do you agree that it's also redefining how services are being rendered oh, today? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. It's actually giving us a lot of insight in terms of effectiveness and efficiency. So something can be effective and it might not be efficient. efficient. You know, something can be efficient and it might not be effective. That's true. But with tech, you know, we're seeing the connections. In fact, they, nobody can sell effectiveness today without efficiency. That's true. Wow. You have to use technology to actually sell both. Wow, 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 wow. Um, you also said that Nigeria is um, one of the biggest consumers of technology. And you you mentioned that we consume more than we produce, more technology than we produce. So, uh, um, what do you think about, like, right now? What, what do you think the skills are like right now? Nigerians just, we, we've started becoming a bit more aware of the opportunities and resources available in technology right and i know years back you know we consume we used to be i don't want to use the word used to be years back we we are not in this same place right would you still consider nigerian would you still say nigerians are mostly just consumers alone because I know, I know that the skills have shifted a bit. Like if, if, you, if you see more young persons are trying to get into, are already in tech and trying to get into tech, even from this part of the world. Yes. So would you say that the skills have tipped slightly or is it still, do you think it's still how it's, it's always been? Yeah, uh, um, it, it, it's, it's more than that. Um, I must say that, you know, even if you're creating, you know, or being or an active member of the tech space, you still be a consumer. So yes, we have more people, you know, um, getting into tech, more Nigerians actually. And for people who didn't have, you know, science or tech backgrounds are today feeding off tech. That's true. You know, and you know, when, you, when you speak tech, you, you can't um, just reason technically. You can't just limit your, your discussions around technology to only the people in tech space. The man who is actually, you know, selling spare parts today he's mm -hmm. looking for more customers because mm -hmm. he knows that people are ordering stuffs using e-commerce mm -hmm. so he's consuming tech even though he doesn't know any line of code he doesn't know how to actually develop any application he's going to consume tech and you know when it comes to the supply chain there are things that we have to outsource not everything are going to be 
you know, created by people who need to use them. Some already exist off the shelf. You That's know, some, true. Some actually, you know, it's the information is just around. So answering your question, yes, it's, the scale is tilting. There are more Nigerians that are going into tech. Why? Because again, because of the number, you know, a lot of people, Nigerians are smart, you know, street smart, school smart, you know, we're smart people. So <laughs> when there's an opportunity in a particular space, you mm -hmm. see people just moving there. You know, there was a time when, you know, it was, it was, it was a medical space that got a lot of attention. You know, a lot of people wanted to go practice, you know, medicine or be healthcare workers, you know, all over the world. And you just saw a lot of people. It's cheap to go to school here where education at the tertiary level is monthly subsidized. You know, so it's it's cheap. So a lot of people went in that space. But today it's tech. You don't even know to go through to the school. four walls of the tertiary institution yeah. to be in tech. So you're seeing people who are at the turn of you know the tip of the careers at the turn of their lives, you know, embracing wow. tech. You know, a lot of them are even, you know, not just in tech, but they're doing services, they're doing help desk, they're doing support services. Some of them are just entrepreneurs that are just trying to say, okay, what can I do with tech? I'll hire the guys who are hands-on mm -hmm. with the technical expertise, but let me provide tech. I did one of the persons that I know very well, when I mentioned you know, that provides on POS services, okay. used to sell rice. So you can imagine that you know flow. That switch. A rice importer switching to becoming one of the foremost POS you wow. know uh, importers and service provider wow. for POS services. I mean wow. that, that just tells you that you know where the where the technology is moving us to. But I'll tell you what, technology has typically dragged Nigeria out of an infrastructural deficit, you know, into a gradually, you know, responsive environment to infrastructure development. Mm. Um, just a few weeks ago, Lagos State Government started, you know, putting in cameras, you know, because with tech, you know, you can actually use, you know, the information on the mm. road, you can translate it, you know, to, you know, you can get the data on the road yes, yes, and you can translate to response in terms of medical, in terms of security, in terms of traffic, you know, information, mm -hmm. in terms of even managing, you know, crime, managing yeah, um, um, government revenue sources. If you have not paid your, if you have not paid a fine or you have not paid your vehicle just, license, you, you know, it just captures your plate number and it can report back yeah. to the department that requires or the agency that requires to send you a notice. You know, people are even able to monitor the drivers right now. I have a friend who says he was not in town and that's, um, that camera was able to send him a message that, oh, you, you have a bill to pay, fine to pay. And he just called his driver that, how is it that you are on the road when I'm, you know, away from, from town, you know? So that's, that's typically the kind of things that we expect to see wow, with technology. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's amazing. Um, um, I've heard a lot of young persons say that tech is the new gold. I don't know if you've heard that phrase before. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of really popular on Twitter right now that tech is the new gold. And, um, Going by what you just said, it seems, you know, it's totally and absolutely tr um, true because, like you said, lots of persons, you know, are turning around the trajectory of their career and, you know, moving into tech because they see that opportunity exists here. Absolutely. Um, but what you, what, you, what you just mentioned about um, having cameras on the... That's a beautiful idea, but uh, it raises a question of concern. I, I don't know... What what do you think? What effect do you think that would have on um, um, careers? You know, for because we have some of these persons who who work as traffic wardens, right? 
uh, I, I I don't know. Part of me feels um, like the camera, in as much as we know, of course, we we both agree that it's going to be of so much um, advantage to both the government and the people, right? Um, it, well, how how should we prevent the um, how should we prevent a massive ca- career decline for some of these persons who work as traffic wardens who regulate things like that manually already? Yeah. I mean that that's that's not a problem because sometimes some of the things that we think that are problems are actually opportunities. Um, well, most times when people talk of tech, they think tech is um is is it is a threat to human capital development. We, I get that a lot, and that's why I ask this question because um of course I know that tech has its advantage, lots of advantages, but I know that there are some of our listeners out there who would be considering this question I just asked. We playing this. We'll be playing this out in their head. Oh, so this is what the government is planning. They want to do this so that we can be out of jobs or whatever. So um, I would like you to speak on that. And Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, what you think is a problem is actually an opportunity. Tech isn't really going to, you know, wipe out, you know, the need for human involvement in a lot of things. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a very, very good bridge between effectiveness and efficiency. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have, you know, a lot of wordings on the way. But how effective has that been in managing traffic? How is what value apart from somebody just you know doing um, hand hand <laughs> hand sign language you know to you? What value do you really get as against you know you have a system that actually provides data? I mean in the energy space we say data is a new oil, and oil you know you know the the world is driven by you know energy you know so you can imagine something that energizes. Data provides the energy required for you to make you know very very valid decisions. A traffic warning has its word against yours when it's claimed that you have committed a traffic That's offense. True. But There's when no I actually have, you know, pictorial evidence mm-hmm. or camera evidence to suggest that, you know what, let's take this, this to court. That's I mean, true. the courts work, you know, it's just that we do not have a lot of things that would support and enable the the, the uh, institutions around us to work, which is what technology is, you know, is bringing to the table. An enabler is going to give us the ability to say, you know what, I am innocent until proven guilty and it is your burden of proof you have the burden of proof if you're saying i have committed a traffic offense let's go to court but if you do not have that it's not going to be a case of oh your word against mine and that's that's some that's where you lose value mm. as someone who is living in an environment where those things are not available wow 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 rightly said um, so Mr. Endo, i'm going to share a little story with you um um I've had not one, not two experiences in the past where um, I may have wanted to conduct a transaction, probably purchase um, goods or services from a particular service provider or merchant. And um, after checking out what I want to buy, it's time to pay. And I'm like, oh, where's your POS so I, can, I could make a POS transfer? And they'll be like, no, we don't use POS here. Okay, fine. Give me your account number so I can make transfer. No, we don't use... Ah, you don't do POS, you don't do, you don't accept transfer in this modern age. Like, and lots of times I've had to go go back home not having gotten the, the thing I wanted to buy simply because I, was, I didn't have cash on me, you know. I, I know each transaction is um, something quite popular now, right? But there are still persons um, who, are, who are still repulsive about the idea. And mind you, this is just an example there are so many other technological in- innovations that so many persons 
have still have mixed reactions to right so um i don't know what do you think is the reason for this kind of reaction from people about technology you know even though most of these innovations and inventions are designed to improve our lives how come people who are supposed to be using it are the ones who are shying away from it what do you think is the reason for this uh it's uh <laughs> Dicey, that's, that's an interesting question. It's, it's, it's kind of dicey because the truth is um, trust is a currency. And uh, when we were going to, we had a conference, an Isaka conference uh, a few years back before cashless Lagos came on board. And a lot of concerns was how are people going to accept this? Because it's change. And um, change is, 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 is hard. You know, it's not easy. Exactly. You know, some people like, will resist. Some very, people will accept easily. Uh, but the reality is you have to keep trying. You can't because of the fact that, you know, you're in a change phase and people, some people are resisting your change. You go home. No, you, you have to keep trying. You have to, you know, throw the light on the advantages of these changes you're about to make. A lot of people now are recording very low um, cases of, you know, burglaries, um, Bugglers coming to boggle them while they are away to look for their cash or arm robbers on the way trying to get cash on the road. Why? Because the need for cash has been greatly reduced mm -hmm. in the last decade. Mm -hmm. And it happened because we started pushing a narrative. You know, even policies that have been made uh, are really in favor of cashless, you know, environments and cashless transactions. Yeah. However, you know, it, it does not come without its own hitches. And some That's of the true. hitches is, is actually how we rely on a lot of uh, the infrastructure is stretched to a very very large extent you know or most of the transactions are you know rely on gsm wireless you know there's a lot of network connectivity you know dependence on mm -hmm. this that's true, you know, that's true. a lot of them are actually um, uh, uh, a lot of these people that you see resisting there are two things that will make you resist um, um, e-transactions probably maybe your 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 criminal your your activities are of criminal nature or you probably do not trust the system you've had a distasteful experience in people saying oh I've, the money has left my account and you know and in fairness to you in the environment we operate from nigeria all these things were considered from the go when cashless you know transactions were to be introduced in fact i don't know of any other place in the world that has instant transactions as fast as nigeria Wow, you've got Those, to be kidding me. Oh, yes. Because, wow. <laughs> because we have a trust issue. It's not like it's not possible okay. elsewhere. They actually delay transactions so as a risk mitigant. Okay. So in case you made a mistake, you transferred money to me. You can still reach you your bank in a couple of easily. minutes yes. or even hours mm -hmm. just so that, you know, the money is sent back. Yes. We have a trust issue. I want to receive it now, now, the way the cash would have entered <laughs> yes, my heart. <laughs> you know, and that's why we have instant transfers. They yeah, have limits. Okay. You know, so if you notice, most of the banks, they have limits that they give to you. Mm -hmm. You can't actually just, you know, why? There's a ceiling, you know, so that in case, you know, it's criminal of, of criminal nature that people have access to your account. Mm -hmm. And you know, some people even render two-factor authentication. Yeah, that's Whereby true. you have OTPs or you have, you know, different things. And linking this risk to service you know some services actually provided by some institutions where your account officer would call to even confirm you know if you actually initiated this transaction before it goes through mm -hmm. you know so those are those are some of the some of the issues that um 
um, would typically want people to resist. They, okay. they, they don't trust um, the fact that the network would, would deliver the the so money like into the account immediately. So infrastructure is, is one of it. Okay. There's also the the, uh, the side of education. Some people, they are resisting it because they, they don't yet understand it. And they are accustomed to a particular way of life. That, that, that's the um, yeah. resistance to change, you know. Yeah, but however, about. you know, there's also, there's, and that's really where service comes in. You know, even though you are, there's the technology, there has to be a level of trust sometimes within the provider and the customer. Okay. So I am a merchant. Okay. I want to sell to you. Mm-hmm. If I have already, you know, struck a relationship with you, mm-hmm. there's trust in that relationship, most likely. If I have the data that, you know, tells me your point of contact, you know, where, what are your preferences, what's your route and all that. A number of people already offer those kind of things where to subscribe to their service, you know, even though you are just buying something they are taking things like your address they're taking things like your phone number they have some data that relates to you mm-hmm. because put together that data it builds onto that trust that okay this transaction okay it went through but it was reversed oh but we know his phone number oh yeah we can call him. call him oh back. we know his mm-hmm. house we know something about him we've been delivering to his, ad- his address he lives here he works here okay. that's data that actually helps you serve the customer and in turn actually serve yourself as well all right all right well this has been a very enlightening conversation like um but i i know you i know i know that you you're enjoying the conversation too just like myself and the audience and you know you're not keen on leaving but regardless um of course we'll have to let you off the hook right but before we do mr edewo i just have one more question for you Right, like we've been going on and on about quality of service, bringing technology into service to make service better and all of that, but we've not really gone to, we've not defined what quality service is, and um, I, I don't know. Do you think it's? Do you think it is relative? Do you think quality service is relative to individuals? What is it to you? What does quality service mean to you? Um. I, I, you will laugh if I tell you what it means to me. <laughs> Please tell us what. When I started, no. when I when I started my career about two decades ago, one of my supervisors, when he gets a call and he wants to assign a tax to me, he just tells me, "Make him happy, make her happy." Wow. If your customer isn't happy, you haven't provided quality service. Hmm. You know, so you see, you know, you, in fact, you have to, you know, let your your people, whoever it is that you, you know, works with you in your organization, you just tell the first question that you ask people sometimes is, "How can I be of help to you?" That's true. You know, today, you know, some and a happy customer is a returning customer. Well, that, and that's that's and, awesome. And so that tells you, you know, quality service is about making the customer happy. Wonderful! Wow, beautiful. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, at this point, um, I think it's safe to say that it's a wrap for today. It was so nice to have you join us today. Once thank, again, thank, thank you, for you very me. much. Thank you so much, so much. I really enjoyed the conversation as much as I know that our listeners also did, right? So um, thank you once again. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Ruth. And thank you to Mr. Idewo for that insightful session. 
It's time for our FUA quiz session. And guys, if you're wondering what FUA quiz mean, it means frequently unasked questions. You know those questions that is just there inside your mind, eh? But you don't know who to ask and you don't know how to ask that question. We are here to answer them today. Good. So, Michael, I have a question for you. There's yeah. something that has been bothering me since. Really? I know I'm a techie girl, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm into tech. Yeah, but are. there's just something that has been on my mind since I was introduced to computers. You can open up to me. And <laughs> I've been wanting to ask somebody, anybody, but I just don't know who to ask because it just seem too embarrassing. Okay, okay. Can I? Yeah, please feel free. This is why we are here. I hope you will not think less of me. Oh, uh, definitely not. <laughs> And I'm sure there are so many people out there also I in this predicament. Yeah, the same question in your mouth. <laughs> okay. said it out yet. Please, can somebody tell me who came up with the idea of a mouse? Like, what is a mouse? Why is it called a mouse? <laughs> eh? Why is it called a mouse? And does it mean if I have more than one mouse for my computer, it should be called a mice? I mean, like logically, so Ruth, you have like three computer mice or four yes, computer mice. Yes, that makes sense, <laughs> right? Very awkward. Okay, so here's this true story, actually. You know, many people have always, people have not really asked or really wonder why the name computer mouse came forth. Why the word mouse? Because mouse is obviously an animal. Yeah. An animal we don't really want in our own uh, houses. A pest. <laughs> it's real pest. Okay, but here's the true story. An inventor, Douglas Engelbart and Bill English, they named the first prototype after the shape. They saw that it looked like it looked like a rodent, so they felt that okay, let's give this name mouse, mm. and it sounds right to them. Really? And ever since then, it became popular, and that became the name computer mouse. Computer mm. mouse. But over time, they've given an acronym for it, and it's now called manually operated user select equipment. Oh, wow. Wait, are you trying to tell me that mouse is actually an acronym for yeah, something? Yeah, but that was after the invention. After they gave the name, got wow. the shape mouse, it now became an acronym eventually. People Wait, I want to say it. I want to say it. Let me repeat after you. I want to make sure that I've gotten it. Okay. Manually operated user select equipment. That's mouse. Wow, guys. I hope you got that right. <laughs> say it after me. Manually operated user select equipment. So, so the next time somebody asks you this question, I just asked uh, Mike yeah, you and say, to my embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Please save that person from an embarrassment. Tell them what it means. <laughs> Manually operated <laughs> user, user select, select equipment. equipment. So thank you so much, guys. So that wraps up for today. Um, Ruth, should we stay on our next episode or should we just leave them to just wait for our social media alerts as usual? Of course now. They have to keep. They have to keep watch on our posts, you know. I mean, if I were exactly. you, by this time, I would have subscribed to our channel. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a wrap from our hand. So, bye for now. See you in our next episode where you hear our voices again and we'll be addressing something interesting that you will definitely love. So, stay tuned, stay sharp. Bye, guys. Bye. Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you.